You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast, where we talk to Jalna Clare, and she shares what it's like to go from an expat drinking gin martinis in the pool to being a trail runner covered in mud and bugs and loving it. Enjoy. Today on Fit Mind Fit Body, I am excited to introduce you to Yalna Clare, a new friend of mine all the way from Queensland. Welcome, Yalna. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So we, um, Yana's come on due to a, a referral from somebody else who I didn't know until they were referred. So anyone who's listening, if there's people you'd like to refer to the podcast, please reach out because it's a great way for us to connect um, all of us, people who love running all over the globe. It's awesome. All right, let's get started. Tell me, where are you? Yana, where are you in the world? I know uh, so <laughs> uh, Brisbane, so up in Brisbane. Are you in Brisbane? And um, you've yes, also... You've got a lovely puppy there. What's your puppy's name? Uh, this is Elle. Elle is a giant schnauzer. Um, she's uh, has to be run for about two weeks, so I'm oh, pretty wow. happy at me. So she's taking me, taking me out. Yeah, I know, my poor baby. All right. Well, before we get into why you haven't been able to run for a couple of weeks, let's start with where did you grow up? Ah, so I um I grew up in Brisbane, and then um I went overseas um in '99 for two years. Yeah, and came back, and then I left in two thousand and three, and I've been back in Australia two years. Oh wow! So you've been yeah. you've, you've got been away quite a bit out of all of that. Been away, yeah, most of the time. Yeah. So, um, at school, were you much of a in, into like the sports and things like that? Tell me about your school do, life. I didn't do any sports until I turned about thirty. Oh wow! So um, it really kind of happened after my mum passed away. I just wanted to oh. um, live a bit, live a healthier life. Yeah. So I got more into running then and um, it's just grown since then. That's been 10 years of oh, wow. um, getting, yeah. <laughs> so, so when you, at school, you just did like the normal, whatever we were all told to do, you know, go to your PE and. That's right. And we hated it. <laughs> hated sports. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. When you left school, what did you do? What was your career? What, what have you been doing career-wise for the last however many years that is? <laughs> Um, so I got into industrial design and then, um, so worked in America for a bit and then Russia and then I was doing work for uh, marketing for NGOs in, in Egypt. Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. You've been yeah. all over the place and to really cool places. America's places, cool yeah. too, but Russia and Egypt are kind of like, whoa. Yeah. And four years <laughs> in Norway. So a bit different. Uh, yeah. So does, I know this is probably just a topical question. Do all of the current global issues that are going on, especially in Russia, you must have a different sort of, I mean, I've only been into Moscow and then out of Moscow, <laughs> yeah. you know, stayed there for any length of time. Um, so it must um, have a different, you know, you look through, look at it through a different filter, I suppose, all the things that are going yeah, so on. I still have lots of friends there. I know they're doing it pretty tough in Moscow. Yeah. Because I, when I, um, I was only 19 and I was on my way back to Australia and we did, uh, go into Moscow and we had a long stay, um, stay there and they let us go for a tour, very controlled one. It was literally within a few months of the Berlin Wall falling down. So that's how long ago mm. it was. And um, there was still lots of queues and I have, we could actually see them uh, from the bus, the, uh, the queues in the supermarkets. It was at that time. And then I've read um, an article only just in the last, this week about how that's happening again there. So it's really tough, as you said. Yeah, even when I was living there, so that was um, 2006 to 2008, okay. when there was fresh milk in the supermarkets, your friends would text you, let you know, and we'd all go off and get fresh milk for oh, the kids. Oh, wow. And, but really? that was not too long ago. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh. Yeah. So you have children? I do. I have three, um, 15, 14, and 10. And they went with you to all of these awesome Yeah, places. of course. Yeah. Of they, course. they were born there. So. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so one was born in America, one was born in Russia, and my little boy was born in Norway. 
How does that work with their passports? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> so uh, my oldest has an American passport and the other two don't. Okay. So different countries have different rules. Different rules, yeah. Oh, that means he could yeah. be like an American president if he wants. Like nobody else she can. She all the time. <laughs> uh, she's funny. Oh, she could have saved us from something. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I know, right? in the globe. <laughs> That's so cool. Um all right, so I assume um, you're married or you have a partner? No, I'm separated. So I've been separated for almost four years. Oh, okay. So, but a lot of that traveling, obviously, there was. We're two. together. That's correct. Yeah. I was just thinking, having done some traveling overseas with three children at the time, um, it was much easier having two adults with us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're traveling and doing things. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Well, that is cool. So then you came back to Australia. What, what mm -hmm. made you come back to Australia? Um, so I separated in, I think it was 2018. Yeah. And um, we tried to do like safety, like um, two houses in Egypt that just got too hard. And oh. I wanted the kids back in school here in Australia. So yeah. I made the move. Oh, what? And so yeah. and you've been here for, you've been back for six so, years? Uh, just over, no, over two years now. So it was two oh. years in November. Oh, really? Not very long at all then? Not long. I know. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How does it feel? Uh, is, it, is it culturally feeling... Is it an adjustment or is it a bit like putting on some old socks? Um, no, it's been amazing. So before I moved here, I hadn't, I wasn't a trail runner. Um, I was living in Cairo. That's where I really started running. And I was learning, to, you know, going through cities to now I have the forest at my back door. So I'm, I'm pretty spoiled here. Oh, so I know. It's, quite, it's quite different. My, um, my grandmother who passed away a number of years ago her uh, father was the head of the British Empire the, the postal service the British Empire in the Sudan she used to talk about Egypt a bit when I was a kid anyway I've never been there but I was like oh, oh, great I okay <laughs> I really should go anyway you should go uh, yeah. yeah okay let's your life sounds like we could probably just pick any um four or five years and have amazing conversations about lots of things maybe not even running <laughs> so, um, yeah. but why, why don't we um focus on why you started running and when that you said about 10 years ago yeah it's been about 10 years yeah yeah, yeah. so you said you're, that your mum passed away and yeah so mum had a heart attack and um she's really young 65 but that was like a really good um I don't know I was just I wasn't doing anything really not much sports so so I wanted to get fit and active and so I started yeah. running with a group in Egypt, uh, Mardi Runners, and uh, we did a couple of marathons together, but it wasn't a it wasn't consistent. I was maybe running once a week. Yeah. Um, so and you managed um, to do marathon running once a week. Yeah, well I do probably one small run a week and then on the weekend I'd do the long run. Okay. But it wasn't a fast marathon, weren't fast marathons, they were, you know, yeah. <laughs> weren't my fastest one. So that, that was yeah. And did, Good you, fun. did you find that um, you made friends there or was it people you already knew or you just, you had to search for, you know, a group that was, that was. Yeah. Fun. So I found a group and um, they all became really good friends. It was, yeah. A, it's, yeah. So yeah, first marathon and then um, did a couple more. And then a friend said, let's do our two oceans in, in South Africa. So we started at getting our training up for that one and then we did two oceans. And then after we did two oceans, we said, let's do comrades. And that's when it all, uh, I got, all right, I'm going to be an ultra runner. So. And I might need to run more than once a week. I think so. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. So so you did Conrad's, that what you're saying? You did that. that and how far is that, 80? No. How far um, is that? Eight, eight, about 89, 90 kilometres. And did you go uphill or downhill? I did both. So the first year we did downhill and then we went back to do uphill. And so you had uh, one, had a particular friend who was like a partner in crime in yeah I, some I of these other crazier uh, adventures <laughs> yeah I had a good friend there and his fiance had said to me listen take care of him and so we just went out and did this really nice run up um downhill it was great comrades oh wow yeah, yeah. So, so what is it do you think about these it sounds like you went from I don't know from not running to running marathons quite quickly whereas yeah some people take you know decades even I think that I could probably say that about me. <laughs> like I went from, yeah. you know, fives, tens, did quite a few halves, and then suddenly, oh, I should probably do a marathon now, you know. But that went over quite a few years. It was certainly not a quick yeah. progression. No, it was a quick progression. And then um, in, in that time as well, another friend had said to me, let's do a triathlon. So I signed up for a, 
and I didn't know how to ride a bike and I honestly didn't like I we never had money as kids so um you know I had a, a small bike but I never had a bike with gears yeah and I was too embarrassed to ask so I was YouTubing how to do gears and yeah. so I bought a, a really inexpensive road bike and I'm trying to learn and I'm on YouTube and um, I did an Ironman in um like three months after that so uh, 70.3 I was just a half Ironman but yeah yeah that's yeah, um I the deep end and I loved it it was great so you must have a degree of physical I don't know physical ability that or something I'm trying to think of the right word for I that I think it's stubbornness I'm just going to do yeah. this and uh, yeah yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah so when you're doing that do you do you focus on the finish or do you focus on the time or or just the moment the moment by moment how do you get it's through those moment things? oh yeah moment by moment yeah 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 and um I'm just like my brain is just like trying to get my head around that because it takes me a long time just to get my my head around the idea I'm going to do a really long run but it needs to be at least you know six months away or something <laughs> so that I can lead up to it it sounds like you're you're really good at just jumping in and jumping in and yeah hoping for the best seeing what happens and seeing what happens and has every experience like that been good for you or have you found some that were a bit challenging I think they've all all been good they've all been positive in their own ways um so when I moved here um so I met um when I came here in 2018 for a look and see trip to find schools and things I met my coach then Ashley and uh if you had said to me then you're going to be running a hundred mile races, I would have said no way. But um, he had me ready for a hundred miles um, not long after I moved here. So I did my first hundred miles, I think June 2020. Yeah, 2020 was my first hundred miles. Wow. And um, it wasn't a good experience. I mean, I mean, it was, it was positive, but I was out there. It was pouring rain. I was crying. I was covered in mud. Oh, wow. I'm like, I know, what am I doing? But I've, I've done a few cents. I did another one six weeks after and just smashed it. So it was it was all good. And then you did another one six weeks later. Sorry, probably, <laughs> no, I did the last one. Sta- um, yeah, so it would have been September. That was June. Oh, wow. I did the last one standing in there as well. Yeah. Because, yeah. and again, I keep harping back to it, but when I did my first marathon, it was quite a long time ago, but it was like you did one or maybe two marathons a year. In fact, if you heard someone had done two marathons in a year, <gasps> That's a lot of work. It's <laughs> a lot of work. It is oh, a lot God. of work. And then uh, they'll overtrain. They'll get an injury. And then, yeah. uh, and then you start meeting, you know, how it is each time you go to a new level. You start meeting people who do the ultras and then who do multi-day events and things like that. And you yeah. realise. Yeah. And then they say, actually, I've done three or four of those this year. And you think, okay. <laughs> how do you do it? <laughs> and how do you have a life? Because I find that I, yeah. I have to say no to so many things and, on a weekend, I'll be in bed by 8, 30, 9 o'clock and up again yeah. the next morning at 4 to, to do a big run or a swim. Or... So you have um, obviously three children and you're a single mum and mm-hmm. a, a big puppy mum as well. At yeah. minimum. <laughs> how, yeah. do you, how do you fit it in? How do you fit all of that in? Um, it's early mornings. I get up most mornings around 3, 3.30 and mm. um, uh, try to get two, three hours training in the morning and I'm in bed by 8, 30 at night time. So... Do you run with head torch and things like that? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. So when I um, so often I'll drive to the trails and with my dog and we'll do um, you know 15, 20 in the morning of trails, and I'll have the headlamp on. If I'm on the road, I will wear my high vis vest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um, I was just thinking about that. Um, I assume for security too, not just for wonderful companionship with your puppy. That it's that you find um, taking a puppy dog for a run is really. Oh, yeah, she's, very, she's so protective. <laughs> she's quite. Oh, uh, yeah, she's amazing. She will, yeah, she's great fun. Yeah. And she loves it. And um, she gets angry when we don't go. So we haven't been out, as I was saying, early for two weeks. And mm-hmm. just let me know. I've got a friend taking her out now. So I have some oh. quiet time. Yeah. Like <laughs> having a little baby. Oh, it is. It so is. you said before you just have discovered trails, I think, when you've come back to Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, previous I, to that, you were just, you were not just, but you were doing like road type running. Yeah, and, the, and desert runs. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, being in Egypt, so we're doing the desert runs and, yeah. But there's no elevation. I'd say that my weekly elevation is about 300 metres maximum. Oh, wow. So now where it gets to like and a half thousand metres. Yeah. yeah um, big difference. 
Sorry, I just have to go back, being that I live in Tasmania. Um, <laughs> tell me what a desert run <laughs> feels like or looks like, apart from no elevation or not much elevation. Yeah, it's just, um, it's just dusty, sandy. Um, you're running through um, kind of uh, the wadi, so it's kind of a canyon-type um, setting, and it's, it's beautiful. And then you run through the city, um, into the city. It's, it's very dusty. Oh, wow. Yeah. And however, I assume it's not like running on the beach, as in you're running on a road of some sort. No, no. You're running kind of on, yeah, in the middle. So, yeah, the race is out there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Huh. I should go different. and do some of those. Yeah, quite different. It's fascinating, yeah. really. So what yeah. made you try trails when you came to, back to Australia? Um, just something different. So, like, in, in Egypt, there's um, not much greenery. There's, there's really not many parks. So, um, yeah, it's just good to get out in the forest. And um, I just loved it. It was, it's peaceful, really nice. So I get there out there in the morning and I'll have the place to myself, with just my dog, the birds. It, it's, it's beautiful. I love it. And um, <sighs> absolutely. I know. It's amazing. No, I love it. It makes me, as you see, it makes me smile. I'll talk about it today. Talk about it. Everyone. <laughs> I know. I love it. So obviously that sounds like uh, you already said that most of your training is done at the moment on uh, on the trails. Are you also still training for triathlons or are you doing any of those? Um, you... um, no, but I um, there are some swims I want to do. So there's some interesting swims that I'd love to do. Like there's one I was looking at in Rottnest Island, the Port to Pub, and that's a 20 kilometre swim. So that's in Rottnest Island. It's not the one that goes from Fremantle to Cross, but... I think it's what goes across, right? Oh, it is. Okay. There yeah. you go. 20K. I've heard of that one. That I, don't, I just hadn't yeah. heard its actual proper name. <laughs> I just knew that yeah. there was one that went, um, swam over to Rottnest Island from the mainland. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So when I found out that my foot was fractured, I signed up for a race that, that night. <laughs> and I'll be doing a, an ocean race in three weeks. Um, yeah, April 9th. So, Blimey. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> feeling like I need to dig into some of that but first okay. let's talk about um, the elephant in the room what happened to your foot oh uh, so I was out um on the trails uh, almost two weeks ago and I just had a stop I well I was trying to keep up with the boys and I just kicked this rock and I had a stumble and I tried to stop and I just put out my left foot and um I, I it, it was a pitch and I thought, thought I'd sprained it and I just kept running but another I kept doing a 10ks on it I uh, still thought it was sprained. And the next day I did, um, I was out going out to do a trail marathon just with some friends and got about eight Ks and I thought, no, I'm done. So I went home and uh, hobbled around for a few days, had another couple of falls and then um, did the X-ray and the MRI and it's fractured. So oh. I'll be off it for a bit. And so the recovery is just rest and... Yeah, so I've got a moon boot and I've been wearing that and... Um, so I've been swimming as well. So rather than running, I'm been going out to my local lake and using a pool boy. Yeah. So I'll put the pool boy between my knees and I'll swim and um, yeah, do about four k's in the in the lake. And so the pool boy, I guess that's stopping your foot from. Yeah. So it keeps my legs <laughs> kind of afloat and um, stops my feet from moving. And it's just it's beautiful out there. Very peaceful. But I think I need that. I'm talking about mental health and I think I just like to be out there and outside and yeah, um, moving. Fractured foot stopped me from being outdoors. I love it. So the swim that you have signed up for, will your mm -hmm. foot be repaired enough by then? That's the plan. Um, that's the plan, but that's um, a couple weeks away. But I can also, I don't need to use my feet. I'll, you know, wetsuit as well. So okay. um, right now I'm training without without using my feet. Yeah. Yeah. So you're hoping that you, that, that will be sufficient, hopefully. Oh, it'll be fine. It's, not, it's only three kilometres. Oh, is it? Right. Yeah, it's an easy one. <laughs> Only <now>. three kilometer <laughs> in the in the ocean. That's right. <laughs> what yeah. could go wrong? Well, at least you won't bang your foot on anything. Most That's likely. Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> let's dig into that a little bit. Um, we often talk about um, identity on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So when do you think you called yourself a runner, or do you call yourself a runner? I do call myself a runner and it's really interesting because um, I think that um, so into getting into the identity when my marriage fell apart I just didn't know who I was like I met my ex-husband when I was 20 years old and yeah. you know I'm 42 now but I went through all that period of being someone's wife and that's how you know being in the expat community, community I was always your ex so-and-so's wife or your and the mother I was always 
I didn't know who I was. So when I started running, I started finding out who I was and what I liked doing. And um, yeah, I'd call myself a runner. I, um, I, yeah, definitely now. But I didn't know how to label that at first. But it's yeah. really, that's really interesting. Um, because, because it kind of, so do, well, what am I trying to say? I guess um, I went through a marriage breakup many, many years ago, and, but I was already a runner. And my mum used to say, to me, because I started running a lot more <laughs> during the, the breakup part. Yeah. And she would say, what are you running away from or what are you running to? Like, <laughs> just, yeah, I get that all the time. Which is kind of interesting. But it sounds like um, maybe you've encompassed the running, I don't know if this is right or not, even more after the marriage breakup because it was like a loss of one identity and it's kind of helped you yeah, yeah. start to create what whatever you're yeah doing absolutely but also right. having um having goals in that period was really helpful yeah. so when I was pretty um and I talk about this all the time but like when I was um uh, when everything was happening and we were about to tell the kids like I was tra- I was doing this half Ironman and um I was doing this I was doing a pool training session and it was really tough because you know I was about to tell my kids that we were separating and yeah um I just had a pad my first panic attack and I had to get pulled from the side, the side of the pool and um, I just couldn't swim. I couldn't breathe, couldn't swim. It was a really tough time. But I felt like having that um, Ironman race ahead of me, it just kept me focused as well. Like, yeah. this is, I've got to get through this. I've got this coming up. So it was so many things that I had there to help me in that period when it was pretty tough. Yeah. I, uh, that's really good point, actually, that being able so, to focus on something outside of whatever else, it is that's yeah. going on. Um, yeah. And but that, also, I was just, yeah, taking care of myself. I was eating well, uh, not drinking. I was just kind of, it was, it was a good, good process to go through. Yeah. yeah. So we can recommend that for anybody who's having a marriage breakup. <laughs> yeah. Have some kind of sport in their life. Well, it was nice to have something ahead well. of me. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. So have you had many other injuries apart from this one that you currently have? Um, I did sprain my ankle as well um, in November last year. Oh, is it the and same foot? Just no, a different foot. And that wasn't um, anything to do with running. That was just me just walking my dog to the nursing home where she sees all the, um, she goes off and used to go on a Friday and I just take her down and uh, I just rolled over in some grass. And Oh, no. <laughs> I know. But that's okay. All right. So um, when we talk about identity, yes, we've, we've identified that you are, you, you see yourself as a runner, not, mm-hmm. not to mention, I guess, other <laughs> physical other things, uh, yeah. endeavors that you do. Um, now that you can't run at the moment, how I mean I obviously I think I know this answer but how are you coping with that because that can be quite a you know I'm a runner just as we just talked about before you know I'm married and now I'm not it's how are you dealing with that emotionally and I think it's great <laughs> I think it's great it's nice to have a little break um so I had a whole week off doing nothing uh I did some a really nice swim with some friends on the weekend and I'm just going to uh swim and use my site my bike my indoor trainer and yeah. That's about it, and it's great. So do you I don't think mind having those other those other um, moving, like the swimming and things as well. Is that helping? Like it's an outlet. That's probably the word. It's I'm an outlet for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's nice to have a little break as well. So <laughs> it is nice. And it yeah. is like it's not like you won't be able to go back to it. <laughs> no, no, and um, you know, there's so many other runners who've um had injuries and, and bounced back, so it'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, of course it will. Um. So, which leads me on to the next question, which is how long do you think that you'll run for? Oh, this is a good question. Um, <laughs> so the goal has been bad water. Oh, yeah. And, and that's what my pursuit's been all about. So I... You want so, a buckle. <laughs> they get I a want buckle, a buckle. And I want the party in... Um, in the, yeah, I definitely want a party afterwards. <laughs> the battle or something. But um, so the goal's been bad water. And to qualify for bad water, you need 300 mile races. Wow. So that's what the pursuit's been. And um, uh, yeah, so I've got one more to go and then I'll apply next year. So um, how, long, yeah. how long does it take for people to even apply then? Because that sounds like a lot of... Yeah, I think it takes a while to get your, your running CV up. But um, yeah, so I, I don't know. Um, it's taken me a couple of years to get um, two, two milers done. Yeah. Yeah, particularly with COVID and the races being cancelled. Yeah, I was just so, going to say that. That would have yeah. also created some chaos. I think I did one race last year, um, and that was the 200 miles, but that's pretty much all I did last year with racing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you want to apply for next year to 
bad. I would water. love to apply for next year. That's correct. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is um, that's quite. And a then goal. after that, I don't know. Maybe that that's my goal. I don't. I don't I and don't then you'll just stop goal. running. You'll just get to the end Possibly. of that. Like, that's it. I'm not running. <laughs> Where do I go now? I don't know. But um, I'd like to do more swimming. So that might be um, something else I'm looking to next year as well. And what kind of swimming is it that you're enjoying? Is it ocean swimming by the sound of it? The open water, definitely open water swimming. Yeah. Mm. We'll see what else is out there in, in regards to big adventures. And Yeah. So yeah. Um, I meant to ask earlier, Are you? what are you doing during the day? Are you working or are you, what do you do now with oh, yourself? Of course, yeah. So I work. Um, work for normal hours, nine to five. Uh, yeah, so I work for an architectural firm here in Brisbane. Yeah, and do you go into the office or are you uh, at home? Yeah, in the office. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's where COVID was quite good for those of us who like to work from home. <laughs> Didn't mm. have to go to an office. <laughs> yeah, so it is a bit of a balance with training kids and um, and work, but yeah, it's it's good. Yeah, because it sounds like um, you're. a you need goals or that you that's how you move through all of this like you have a goal like you've got bad water out there is the big bad goal mm. at the moment and who yeah. knows what will come after that because often you go to those kind of events which I'm sure you've found and you talk to the people around you and they go oh there's this other one and I don't know Patagonia or something and we should um oh, goodness yeah don't tell me <laughs> you should try that one. Oh, actually I've had a couple of um multi-day races on uh, in the last little bit and um, some of the races they've done like the four deserts and things like that um, oh fantastic yeah amazing they, they are incredible and like if you want more out there goals <laughs> you're running there's, yeah there's plenty well, my out kids there. Are, yeah yeah oh it sounds exciting it's so exciting what do your kids think about it all um oh they have their moments <laughs> they, yeah. they, oh, they're supportive but then when I come home with missing toenails they're not too um, keen on that but those aspects <laughs> What are you doing to that? What are you doing, mom? Um, no, but they're um, they they enjoy it. They, I think it's good for them to see that you can be a mom and have a career and do these things as well, and that's so really important. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what um, I've got five kids, and it was one of the things for me that they could see that as an adult you can go out there and do and run, for example, or yeah. swim or cycle. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not just uh, an area that is just for children or just for people who are really good, like elite yeah, or right. whatever, yeah. uh, as yeah. adults. That um, And not only that, but if their mum can do that, then it's in their DNA. And when they're older, whether they choose to or not, it's something that they, it's That's a right. toolbox. They can do it. Yeah. yeah. If they know, get to a stage where they want to get fit, they know they can. Yeah. But it's also not just about sports. I feel like like what my kids see, like the, like the there, there are failures and successes, but it's, you know, you just have to keep going and they're learning lessons from it, whether they realise or not. Like, yeah. The discipline um, that's involved. It is. And it's a lot of discipline and, um, yeah, hard work goes into it. So what, what does get you out the out of bed <laughs> on those days when it's like, oh, I just don't want to go today? Or do you not have days where you just don't want to go? No, I do have days. I definitely have days like that. But I think it's just, um, oh, I, I, yeah, just that, that goal to, you know, get this and then, get this done and I feel good afterwards but there are mornings so I don't want to get out of bed that alarm goes off at 3am I'm like what am I doing <laughs> and so I know my kids are up in bed sleeping so but it's all getting me to where I want to get to and I really want to do bad water so I need to put in the, the long yeah. runs and yeah so what is it about bad water that really um has got into your like an earworm into your <laughs> into your head I, I don't know so when I was in Egypt my coach there was, was talking to me about it and um, I was just excited about it the, the heat the challenge um, yeah yeah the scenery it'd be, it'd be beautiful so I read um is it Dean Kinez's book and and read his uh his yeah. encounter of that <laughs> I, I always remember that losing the toenail bit he um, which I've lost lots of toenails but oh. his description of thinking there was a rock in his foot after going oh, yeah. and it was actually his big toenail that come off and it was oh yeah oh yeah oh, no. <laughs> I know <laughs> oh yeah I've had some tough runs I did uh, I went out by myself um so about a year ago um our race was cancelled and um it was the last one standing back out ultra was cancelled yeah. due to COVID and um I'd done all this training and I was ready and my coach and another friend said to me listen why don't you go out for the fastest known time of this course it's 100 miles and there's three options you can do um, 
support, uh, what is it, fully supported, self-supported or completely unsupported. And they said to me, you have to go completely unsupported. <laughs> and that means you can't, you can't, well, you, have to, you have to carry all your own gear, all your nutrition. You can only get water from the taps. Um, so they dropped me off at three o'clock in the afternoon. I had to run a hundred miles through the dark <laughs> and it was tough. So I was by myself running on this abandoned train track type thing. And I know when I got to the end, I said, listen, let me take off my shoes for me and tell me how bad it is. And like, it's bad. And I'm all blood and thrown out, almost off. And, oh, it's horrible. Oh, no. It was horrible. <laughs> they grow back, I guess. They grow back, yeah. Good experience, though, but the feet were a mess. Horrible. Wow. <laughs> that, yeah. that takes some mental fortitude, I think, though, to do something like that where you're unsupported as well. It's not like you even have... You know, someone coming in and saying, you're right, you're almost there, you've got this. I know, uh, I know. So what goes through your fun. mind? What goes through your mind when you're doing those type of? Um, a little bit of everything, actually. And it just, um, and then there's a period where it's just um, like a nice, it's just really peaceful time. But then uh, you are, yeah, it was a long, long night that night. Mm. <laughs> really long night out by myself. But I just kept running, stopping, having a little break and, yeah, but. Yeah, definitely highs. It's a bit of roller coaster highs, lows. Yeah, yeah. But um, do, do you embrace listen? it? Um, well, no. But I was no, no. I did at the end, but I had I had one battery pack mm-hmm. on my and my phone, so I was using my phone only for um, emergencies. Yeah, because I was kind of thinking it would take twenty hours, and I'm, I mean I can't charge my phone anywhere out there, so I had a battery pack. So if my watch died, I could charge that up. So because yeah, that's the important um, bit. If it's not recorded it, on the watch, it didn't. Well, <laughs> well, no, only because it was the fastest known time that we were going. To, so wow. we had to record it. Yeah. So I had to have my watch working. And um, did you? Yeah. No. Achieve that? Yeah. Sorry. Fast. You yeah, achieved it. Um, well done. We did. We did it in nineteen. I did it nineteen hours and fifty. I think the last. Yeah. So we did. I think it was like thirty hours beforehand. Um. Yeah, so we smashed it, and which is great. But um, yeah. So in regards to listening, no, I had um, uh, um, a little small MP3 I was using, but that was it. Yeah. So maybe about two hours of music at the end for sunrise, and that was good. So when you do you normally tra- when you do your normal training, are you uh, listening to music or listening to podcasts or or nothing? No, no. Um, sometimes, but not in the morning when I'm by myself. No, I won't listen. Um, yeah. I'm out in the forest in the dark, and yeah. you know, I, I like to better hear what's going on. Or, yeah. uh, anything's out there with the dog running around with me. Um, yeah. No, it's so not, not normally not music. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, some people, you know, they love it and they can't get out the door without taking their something in their ear and other people you know it's like the ante of what they're trying to do especially when they're trail runners I find a lot of trail runners prefer to be in the environment and soaking yeah. it all up yeah mm. oh yeah it's beautiful out there <laughs> it's pretty amazing <laughs> oh I miss it already <laughs> uh, oh, it won't be long it's okay. it won't be long four more weeks do, do you tend to run with people or do you run solo a lot um, I do solo a lot. I do most morning solo. Um, I will do a run with a group on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And then often on a Sunday, if I'm going to do a long run, I'll get someone will come along and we'll do um, a good 30, 40 Ks. Yeah. Um, so it, it seems like you've really taken to just, I suppose it's just movement in a lot of ways because it's not just running. You've got your um, swimming. I'm not sure if you're doing any cycling now. You've worked out how to use gears, but um, <laughs> certainly, um, certainly the... Um, just going out and being able to to achieve what you have already you must have quite an innate um your genetics must allow you to (laughs) to do that were your parents quite um physically active or had the capacity at all no not at all Um, neither were active neither were active and my father's not active no one did any sports yeah at all this wasn't something that um we focused on as kids either and you had you've got siblings? I do, and they don't do any sports either. Oh, that's so interesting. What do they think of you? <laughs> um, uh, I know, I know. When I go out with my sister and her friends, it's definitely um, yeah. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing to your body? But um, <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. I know, right? But I, I love it though. It's and you know, and it's also like I try to explain to people all the time that when you do these runs, like I don't think I've ever done a run that I haven't met someone who's still in my life. That isn't still in my life now. 
Yeah. So I go on these trails and I meet someone and there's all of a sudden it, these families, it's a big, it's a big family, the yeah. trail running community here. And um, I love it. So many great friends that I've met on the trails. and That's what so many people say. They, they say first, you know, the big uh, runners as a big group and they're, mm-hmm. they're, are really you know everyone's quite friendly but then they've many people have specified that when you get down to trail runners mm-hmm. there tends to be this other level as well of of friendship and connection and maybe it's because we're all out there in nature um but also because there's another element of we need each other a little bit like if you're out if you're running on the roads and things like that it's not quite as that's not risky that's not the right word but when you're out in the bush if something happens, you kind of need to have. Yeah, and you've absolutely. Got yeah. You kind of feel that extra level. Everyone cares of, for each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like so nice. And that's, so I got um, so what I was doing initially in in Egypt was um, the road road running, and then moving over to trail. There's a big difference. So you know, with um, the marathons, if someone was was fall, uh, fallen down, most people would run past that person, right? Um, yeah. And there's no way a trail would run past someone who's on the ground. Exactly. You pick them up and carry them wherever they want to go, <laughs> help them any way they, they need it. But um, it's it's different. It's, it's lovely. It's a really beautiful, um, beautiful community out there. It's lovely. And, um, uh, I really love it. What's your favourite run? My favourite run? Yeah, it doesn't have to be a race. It could just be your favourite training run. Um, oh, I've got so many favourite runs. There's um, So where I live right now, there's so many beautiful little lakes and I like to run around the lake at Pinnacles, at Gold Creek and that area. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's beautiful. And you can just look at, oh, has it been flooded? Actually, that was a question. Yes, um, yeah, some of the areas around here were flooded, so but now we can access the roads and um, the damage out there wasn't too bad. Okay, so you're, you're a little lucky. You're lucky, yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, how do you think running has improved your life? Like if you didn't have it, you'd be missing X, Y, Z. It's improved my life. Yeah. Um, um, I don't, uh, it's improved my life in many ways. I, I, don't, I mean, fitness is one, just a small aspect of it, but I really feel I'm, I'm a happier person. I get outside and um, no, it's improved my life. In, oh, it's a really tough question, but hmm. it's done lots of things to improve my life. Um, yeah, getting outdoors and yeah. Lots of things. It's a lot of things. It's been really good to get out there and just um, be a bit more balanced and yeah. 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 It's a, a tricky question because it's like imagining what it would be like if you hadn't started running, what you would be doing. Like if you hadn't decided that physical activity was a good I don't think I'd be adopt. doing anything. Yeah. I mean, my life before that was, um, you know, we'd go to parties and I'd sleep yep. in on the weekend. And yeah, it was so the expat lifestyle. It was the expat lifestyle. That's right. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So drinking gin martini and gin martinis in the pool at the two o'clock in the afternoon yep. and <laughs> sleeping in on a Sunday. Um, yeah. It's quite a different, like the, there is, that's quite a different um, lifestyle, isn't it? If you think about it. Like, Completely different. And, fun. you know, um, going to the fancy parties to now where I'm always in my, my trail running clothes <laughs> covering bugs and muds and uh, it, must, good. it must be interesting for people who knew you really well prior to you starting running and then yeah, see yeah, you now they must up. go who are you <laughs> like, yeah what happened <laughs> I know I know it cracks them up but particularly the friends I knew when I was in my teenage years and I'm like what you're doing what Huh? Yeah, I'm gonna do 100 miles. I'm gonna go back and do the 200 miles. And, yeah. like, how many how many kilometers is that? <laughs> I know it's a it's long way. <laughs> yeah. What you meant? Um, have, yeah. have you ever had what what people call like the runners high when you're out there? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so um, you do get the highs, um, and you know everything feels great, and you feel a bit of pain. You just run through it. Uh, life is amazing, and then you get the lows. And I enjoy that. I enjoy the roller coaster. You yeah. know, you're working through these little things in your head and, yeah, the highs, the lows, it's great. So you could almost say that running could be an analogy for life, couldn't you? You know, yeah. so you could have almost a whole analogy for life in one run, <laughs> you know, like That's all, right, yeah. all the ups and downs. Ups and downs and you got to keep pushing through and, yeah, and it all gets better in the end. And then you get your coffee. 
<laughs> I do like my coffee <laughs> after a run. It's one of the, the especially a long race or, or even a long run. It's like that's the thing that I'm thinking about for that last 5k. Yeah, me too. My coffee. What I'm gonna eat. Yeah, <laughs> what I'm gonna eat when I get home. <laughs> what I'm gonna make myself today. So I know. Oh, we we've established that you're pretty goal focused. I think mm-hmm. like you have this a goal of particular runs. Do you have apart from you did talk about that race that you did uh, at the beginning of COVID where uh, it was a time thing. But are you often worried about time, or are you more worried about completing? What's your once you're in a race? What's your uh, goal or whatever? Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not too like, and that's what everyone gives me a hard time about. I like, I, I don't really care about time, and I, I don't know if I should with races, but I go out to have fun and I do all the hard work so I can enjoy the race day. Um, so when I go out there, I just want to, I just want to complete the race and yeah. um, have fun on the way, and yeah, it's make new friends. Yeah. But I don't focus too much on time. I don't go out there and say, listen, I want to be at 100 kilometers by this certain time. And Yeah. Um, so you don't stare at your watch sort of constantly. No, no. I like to know what pace I'm at. And um, so when we did the 200 miles last year, I had paces for the last last 100 miles on and off. And it was good for them to set me a pace to stick to. And, and that, in that regard, we stuck to a pace. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Not normally, no. That's interesting. But then I'm doing the longer run. So when I was like, I remember doing like 50Ks and things like that, I was more focused on time, but now I've gone into the longer. Um, Sorry. Know, the longer, it's, <laughs> I know. It sounds nuts. I know, but now with the longer runs, I like to just focus on um, yeah, completing it. And it's hard like, and having a sleep now and then. And My longest run is like yeah. 60K. So when you go, well, you know, I had it uh, 50. <laughs> nice to do the shorter runs uh, no. 50K. <laughs> no, no. It's, it's such no. a... I just, um, I'm always amazed at that, um, you know, you start running a 5K is a long way and then you, then it's like 10K. It's like, wow, look, I've done 10 and then you've done 21. And, and then eventually many of us get the courage up to go and do a marathon. And that's kind of like the pinnacle. And then you realize, uh, actually, this is the very, that's a very, you're at the very bottom of quite a large hill and you look around and all these other people are doing hundreds and 200s and 300. I know. Like, what? I know. Uh, I'm never yeah. going to get to the top of this hill. <laughs> it's good. Oh, you can, you can. It's, uh, I remember, I remember when, you know, just, I was saying earlier is that when someone mentions like um, a hundred mile race, I'm like, I'll never, I can never do that. <laughs> and um, yeah, I've done uh, three already and, and 200 miles. So I think it's all achievable. You just have to write down your goals and how you're going to get there. And, yeah. yeah. And have, you, have yeah. you found having a coach has been really helpful? Yeah, it has. It has. It's been very beneficial for me. He's um he's pretty amazing, and he listens to my phone calls. I guess even when I finished the doctor, I was at <laughs> only for four more weeks. So he's there when I when I cry, and um yeah, he's there for a bit of everything. Yeah, and gives you the like having um I don't know a plan. I'm a bit of a planner myself. I quite like yeah. you know this is what I'm supposed plan. to do. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we definitely have a plan, and um he's really good at it as well as in regards to reeling me in because I'll say okay I want to go and do this and this he's like don't be, don't be silly you can't do that you're <laughs> I got new poles and I, I remember sending him a text saying listen I've got no plans on this Friday night and I kids are with their dad I'm gonna go out and do 100 k's in the forest by myself he's like yeah I'm gonna, don't be a dick you can't do that <laughs> you have to that's crazy but I thought it was a great idea at the time I'm gonna go off and have fun you know all night by myself he's like no you've got a race coming up you just have to he's back so he's like so he's, he's the sensible. He keeps me accountable. Yep. <laughs> he's a sensible one. <laughs> Are you? Um, yeah. I, I I know I have been accused of this in the past. Um, if I have a plan, and it means that I do this kind of run, you know, everything every day is sorted. What I'm going to do ahead of time, I can be very inflexible. I I this is what I'm doing. So it doesn't matter what comes up, um, unless then my husband has to say to me. Um, what you actually maybe you could run tomorrow or you could do whatever but how I guess that's what I'm asking if you when you have a plan and it's structured mm-hmm. are you flexible if something comes up in in your life where you need to move kind, it around or can you be a bit kind of um I, I, I am flexible but like I'm still trying to get it done so um my daughter my oldest daughter Isla works at McDonald's um you know six hours a week 
So uh, sometimes if I shift in the morning, like one morning on a Saturday, she had to be at work at eight o'clock. So yeah. I couldn't do my morning run. So I went out on the Friday night and did my 30Ks then. So yeah. I'll still try to get done, but I'll just move things around and make sure yeah. I kind of stick to my plan. But yeah, just move things differently. And, and try yeah, very hard I, not to miss one. <laughs> I, try, I do try hard not to miss one. Yeah. Yeah. So just move things around. Yeah. yeah. I'm a bit like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a bit stubborn. Want to get it done and stick to my plan, and yeah. 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 Um, is there anything about running that we haven't talked about that you would like to talk about? Oh, I don't know. There's lots I want to talk about. Go for it. Running, we haven't talked about. No. Um, in regards to getting people out there or? Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to talk about with regards to running. Oh, I don't remember, remember, I remember how intimidating it was. Like, so it can be intimidating when you talk to people. And um, I remember joining this running group and everyone was doing this training for a marathon and it just seemed so overwhelming. And I think it's a matter of just breaking it all down to small segments and don't, yeah, and just don't focus on it as a whole and you know, don't think 40, 42 kilometres, think I'm going to do 10Ks. And not even that, because I'm going to do two hours. Yeah. I got to say, run for two hours and then the next segment, two and a half hours and build up that way. Because I remember how scary the numbers were when I was thinking of kilometres. And um, just in regards to breaking that down, it's so much easier to, I don't know, it's just into bite-sized pieces. Even now when I do the big runs, it's all like small little goals. And they do it 10K, 10K increments and... Um, yeah, so for new runners, yeah, definitely just focus on time and, and, and increase gradually and don't be afraid of those big numbers. Yeah, I love that. That's yeah, really you'll cool. get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, scary. But, and yeah. would you recommend that people start running? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. It's just beautiful. Out. And if you go on the trails, it's so beautiful. It's a great way to spend the morning. There's nothing quite like waking up and, and having a run and um, you know, you have the world to yourself for a couple of hours and you're home with a coffee and, and then you're into your mum, your parent routine and work yeah. and yeah. it's a great way to start the day and sets you up nicely. And, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Beautiful. All yeah. right. Um, before we go, because I know I've already taken up lots of your time, um, do you have any tips for beginner runners, which you sort of did a little bit a minute ago, but... <laughs> It's beginner runners. Um, yeah, so besides uh, just focusing on, on um, yeah, just taking it slowly and, and focusing on the time. I don't know, nutrition is really important. Everyone, so, um, you know, when I was doing the tries, everyone says to you when you're doing a triathlon, there's four disciplines of a triathlon. And uh, you're, you're swimming, mm-hmm. you're running, you're, you're cycling, you're running, and nutrition. And I feel like a lot of people just kind of get that. Like, you know, there are certain things we should be doing in regards to um, running that, you know isn't discussed enough about take you know nutrition and do you taking care of yeah sorry do you do, or do you find that the longer distances that that's even more and more important than you yeah absolutely yeah and then try and get enough sleep that's pretty important too so you're talk when you're talking about nutrition is it both not not running and during race nutrition because i assume with the longer distances well i do i know that but that's quite a a contentious thing like what people eat and drink while they're running yeah. longer distances is yeah absolutely vital, yeah really. pretty important yeah so i try to <laughs> so with the um the big runs i try to eat as much uh, real food as possible rather than gels yeah so i try to train with what i'll race with and so i'll have like little bags of boiled potatoes and a little oh. snacks in my bag i know i know wow, but, um, that's cool. yeah so nutrition is pretty important trying different foods and making sure your stomach can handle it before you get out there on race day. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's important. That's pretty hard for people. So your nutrition also, when you're not running, um, you find that's really important that, that, that you're eating and drinking and consuming things yeah. that are supportive of, of your running. Yeah, absolutely. Lots, I drink lots of water, lots of coconut water after a big run in the heat. And yeah. Yeah. Because so I take care of myself. <laughs> you know, there are like it's interesting that you talk about nutrition only because um, there's a lot of people who start running to lose weight, and so they, but then they think, oh, I run for five k, that means I can now eat the ice cream I w- would have eaten as well. <laughs> and it's oh, I like love that. ice cream. <laughs> and it's not <laughs> that you 
can't, but it's not necessarily a reward. For, it shouldn't necessarily be a reward for going for a run always. Because those, if you were adding up all the the calories, <laughs> things, if you, yeah. not that I suggest anybody be exactly like that and pedantic about it, but it doesn't necessarily add up like that either. And I think it's, yeah, anyway, <laughs> my yeah. ideas of nutrition is, are not, um, yeah, that, that you don't always go reward yourself with something that perhaps is, you know, full of sugar and full of whatever so, every time you go yeah. for a run because it's kind of depending on how far you've run, especially if you're only talking about 5Ks and things, it's not yeah. going to really measure up. No, but, um, yeah, it's important to take care of yourself and um, eat, eat well, eat healthy. Lots of spinach for calcium and, um, yeah. Are you a, are you a, a meat eater or are you a vegetarian? I, I eat everything. Oh, you I do? do. I, I eat everything. Yeah. 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 Yes, I do love my food. I'm, I'm known to have a scoop of ice cream in my coffee yeah. in the morning and calling it affogato. But um, ah. <laughs> after a long run, I deserve it. But no, I love everything. But I, I do try to eat a balanced a balanced diet, and um, yeah, it's important for yeah. um, bouncing back and yeah, doing the long runs. Yeah. Well, I think it's that's the you, you need to have a diet that supports whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, yeah, absolutely. And yeah. that balance is really important, like you said. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I keep getting the sun in my eyes. Right. Um, I will let you get on with your day. You have been an amazing guest. And, wow, you have, got, have had a fascinating journey and you still are on a fascinating journey. Yeah. I just think uh, yeah. it's awesome seeing where you're going. And where you've come from in just the last 10 years. Pretty. Yeah. Big pretty fun. Amazing. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, don't hop off. I'll say goodbye to you off the recording as well. But I just wanted to say a big thank you for your time and, and sharing um, your inspirational story. It's been lovely to get to My know My story. It's been lovely. Really nice. Fascinating. So thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website fitmindfitbody.co and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.